Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girls Keto 2. I am your host, Wendy Featherston, and I am so happy to be back. Wow, it has been a while since I posted an episode. We were getting ready for our first Black Girls Keto 2 retreat, which, by the way, was Fabulous. Oh my God. We had way more fun. Oh, you will hear about it through the next couple of episodes. We will be posting retreat highlights. So stay tuned for all of the retreat highlights and goodies and all of the new information coming up for our next Black Girls Keto to retreat in Puerto Rico 2020. So with all of that being said, I am going to take a little time to ask everyone to um, favorite our podcast. If you find value, share it with your friends and family members. Also, if you don't mind supporting our podcast, there's an option for you to do that as well. To keep it up and running would be nice and appreciate it. And let's just jump in to the next episode. So this episode is really one that I think everyone with a family would love. One of the queens in the um, group, um, Black Girls Keto 2, over on Facebook, you, she has always posted meals that you know, was for her family. And so I inboxed her and I was like, hey, do you always cook and um, do your meals for your family? And after her answer was just, man, I tell you, we just got into this whole long conversation. I was like, pause, queen, pause. Let's save this, table it here and let's move it over to the podcast. And she was so happy to do it for us. And I am excited to introduce to you Miss Charmaine Blunt. She is amazing. She's been with us for a while over in Black Girls Keto too. And I'm going to tell you, what she has shared will revolutionize your keto lifestyle for you and your household. I'm telling you, she has done the damn thing with getting her whole family on board. But I am going to go ahead and take a break. And the next time you'll hear from us, it is will be with Miss Charmaine Blunt. All right, stay tuned. Hi. Hi, can you hear me now? I can. Awesome sauce. All right. You have headset in? Yes. All right. Do I, do you sound like an echo? Do I sound like an echo? No, you sound fine. Okay, cool. All right. We're just going to go jump right in. Okay. All right. Hi, everyone. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Black Girls Keto 2. And today's episode is an amazing episode that It's something that I have been wanting to talk about for so long, and that's keto with your family. 
and how you can incorporate your entire family on a ketogenic, low-carb way of eating. And I have one of our group members, Miss Charmaine Blunt. Is it Blunt or Blout? It's Blunt. Blunt. Okay. I thought yes. <laughs> and she's with us because she posted a picture yesterday, y'all, of her and her daughter looking like twins, mind you, but <laughs> they are really doing their keto thing. So I am going to introduce to you Miss Charmaine Blunt and Charmaine, you can have the floor by starting out um, telling our listeners how you or why you initially started to do keto for yourself and then incorporate your whole um, family. Okay. Well, it started for me um, last year. It was um, 2018, October. Um, I started nursing school in August and um, studying was driving me up the wall. And I'm an emotional eater and um, I was just eating my life away. It was so stressful and I was just eating, eating, eating. And before I knew it, I had gained like 30 pounds the first couple of months of school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I saw one of my friends on Facebook, Fatima Kelly. She's also in the group. Mm-hmm. I know Fatima. That's and, my girl. Yeah. And I had saw how much weight she had lost. And I was like, oh, my God, girl, what are you doing? And she said she was doing keto. And my brother had also told me about keto. So I started researching it for myself, and in October, I decided that I was going to try it, and I mean, the weight just started falling off, and I was satisfied. I wasn't hungry all the time, mm-hmm. and I felt good. Like, my body felt good. I didn't have back aches. My knees stopped bothering me. Um, I would sleep better at night, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really working. Like, this is awesome. So that's what got me started. And um, I incorporated my family because being in school, I was so busy. I didn't have time to do meal planning for two separate meals. And, you know, I, and I talked to my husband and I told him, I said, you know, we have to make some changes. You know, I understand that y'all like a lot of things, but in order for this to work for me, it has to work for you guys too. So um, we sat down and we discussed it. And he was all for it. So, you know, the little changes that we made initially turned into big changes. Um, At night, um, we eat dinner together. We always eat dinner together. So I just started incorporating swaps, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. instead of like, you know, say, for instance, you want fried chicken. We would have fried chicken. I would just fry it with coconut flour and I'd use avocado oil to fry it in, Um, you know, and then instead of rice, we do cauliflower rice. We did, um, we do lots of green vegetables, you know, um, lots of broccoli, lots of cauliflower. We swap, we did, we do mac and cheese all the time, but we use cauliflower instead of the macaroni, you know? Right. And, um, I mean, it's little things like that, that you can change out that makes it a whole lot easier. And it gets your whole family on board because then they're excited about eating too, because they're not missing anything. And you know what, what I like to say to you is congratulations on your weight releasing. Thank you. You're welcome. And the fact that 
you chose you. Like, I love that you set your husband down and said, this is what I need for me. Mm -hmm. And a huge part of the work that I do outside of keto is I coach women to be their best selves and to know that they are worthy to have a good life. And, you know, we've been taught for years for, you know, as women, you know, to put ourselves on a back burner. It's always us last. Yes. And so I honor you, Queen, for knowing that you deserve to be first because if you are not first as the mother and the woman, then everything else, you know, goes lacking. If you exactly, well, if you exactly, well. so mm-hmm. I appreciate you for that. Thank you, thank you. It was it's it's been a long time coming. You know, I had. Um, a friend of mine who became a nurse coach, um, we had a few sessions and I talked to her and, you know, a part of me changing, you know, was also in talking to her, doing like a therapy, realizing what my triggers were and, you know, how coming in addiction, you know, Mm -hmm. and deciding to no longer let it rule my life. Yeah, that that was a big part of it, you know, self-realization, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, I I teach when I coach women is figuring out what your food story is. Mm -hmm. And we did a lot of this work at the retreat Um, It's a part of the journal that I created for the retreat. But when you can recognize what your food story is, you then can rewrite it. Exactly. You know, um, I, you know, I was sharing with them during the retreat is that, you know, a part of my food story was, um, you know, eat everything on your plate. You don't get choices. You eat what I tell you to eat. That's what we've been taught. Yeah. Right. And and mm-hmm. that, that, you know, you have to clean your plate because a clean plate equals a healthy plate. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, this right here. Yeah. That formulates especially from the beginning right it formulates your whole way of being yeah it does we don't we don't leave anything on on our plates a lot of times we got to clean that plate because we have been programmed that that makes it you know everybody and everything happy or you couldn't drink your juice or water or whatever it was you were having until you finished everything on your plate that's right Mm -hmm. you know and so we rewriting that food story as you say your coach helped you to understand when you can under when you understand what that is and what things hold you back and um I I don't know if I like the word trigger but for a lack of a better term what triggers you what eat out of control stress Mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah stress is the number one thing for a lot of people yeah. You know, um, and it becomes, it's like, you know, a comfort, you know. Food is very comforting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a comfort and it becomes um, an addiction. You know, it's like every time something happens, it's like, oh, I think if I eat this, I'll feel better, you know. And then before you know it, you're doing the whole binge eating and it's out of control. You know, see, and you know, I don't, I think, I don't think it's a, an addiction. I don't, the term addiction is because 
that's something you are struggling with your whole life. And I don't believe that, right? That's just me personally. But what I do believe is that it becomes habitual. We eat out of habit. And the reason I say that is I look at all of the posts in the group where people say, well, what can I eat for breakfast? What snacks can I have? Um, one young lady inboxed me the other day and said, well, I'm at work. I need food to snack. I just can't be sitting here. I work in the call center. Uh-huh. And I'm yeah. And I'm like, and, and I know working in the nursing field, there's always food around. Um, you know, people bring stuff and that type of thing. When you're working in the hospitals and jobs and teachers, mm-hmm. it, there's always food around. Yeah. And we eat out of habit. So much so to the fact of when we wake up in the morning, we don't even stop to think if we're hungry, but because we have been conditioned to eat breakfast because breakfast is the most important meal of the day, we've been conditioned. You don't even be hungry. Right. <laughs> like, right. And that's a that's another thing that I've noticed um with my kids. I have three kids and um with them being home this summer and being home with them a lot of days they don't eat until around noon because they're just mm-hmm. not hungry. And one thing that I have been teaching them over the last couple of months is if you're not hungry, you don't have to eat. Yes. You know, because yes. we, like you said, we do mindless eating. We, mm-hmm. we are accustomed to just picking stuff up and putting it in our mouth, you know, and yes. one thing my daughter has grasped and, and I applaud her for this is, you know, if she's not hungry, she just won't eat. And she can go for a while without eating. You know, she's she's become adapted to fasting. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't realize it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So um, it, it gets easier as you implement it. And I know starting out, it was a little rough because um, my eight-year-old, he, he likes, um, he's a bread eater and a potato eater. And when I started swapping the bread and potatoes for like, you know, cauliflower and zucchini and stuff like that, he was kind of like, oh my God, like, mom, what are you doing? (laughs) But after a while, you know, because I told him, I said, it's for your health, you know, it's for your health. And if you want to feel your best in your body, you have to put the best food in it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. after a while, he kind of got on board, you know, so he's a little bit better with it now. Um, So it it gets easier, you know, it It, gets easier. It it does. It does. You know, I love what you're saying because you, the, what you said to him that if you eat the best, you feel the best. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of my friends was telling me a story the other day about her growing up vegetarian. Um, and that they cooked everything. They grew the food, they cooked the food, um, she didn't know fast food, any of that, right? And, right. you know, her mother just said, this is what we're going to do. So she thought, and then she said, as she got older, like she couldn't eat candy and sugar and things like that. And she said, she, as she got older with her children, her mother lets them eat chocolate. And she was like, but well, her mother's still vegetarian and all of that. But she said, that she asked her mom, why do you let them eat um, sugar and you didn't let us eat it? And she said, her mother told her, "Um, well, you and your husband have a good health plan 
And at the time, we didn't have insurance. So I could take y'all to the dentist, but I couldn't afford to pay for y'all to have your teeth fixed. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I, I laughed. And I was like, oh, my God. So in as much as she thought her mother just was being mean to a degree, she was helping. And she said, because to this day, at almost 50 years old, she never had a cavity. That's and wonderful. She, and and she doesn't eat candy like that to this day. She said, and when she do put a hard piece of candy in her mouth, she said she chew it so quickly because she conditioned herself um, and it became a habit that if she ate candy, she had to eat it fast so it wouldn't stain her teeth. Mm-hmm. Nor her mother would find out. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I think those two stories with what you just told about your children and how you told your son that, you know, he's eating the best. You you know, her mother just went a little different, mm-hmm. but it, it was for the betterment of the child. Right. Right. It was for the betterment of the child. Right. And and the reason I really wanted you to come on here is because for the moment I heard about keto, if I had small kids at home, the whole household would be keto. Right. As, as you said, making two meals at one time is ridiculous. That's like shopping double, spending double money and all of that. I don't get it. Listen to me. I went through that before. Um I have a friend, a friend of mine who's vegan and she swears by it and it's done a lot for her health or whatever. And, you know, she talked me into trying it. So I, I went vegan for like four months um, at the beginning of last year and having to buy food for me and then food for my family, our bill was going up so high. I was like, oh, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And then I found that me being vegan, I craved more carbs. And that's before I learned about insulin resistance and all that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't helping me lose anything. Right. Well, I know a lot of fat. I know a lot of um, fat, unhealthy vegans. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When I first started keto, my wife was vegetarian. And the moment I saw her make fried potatoes, eggs, and biscuits, and then she stopped up her um, potatoes with a biscuit. I was like, hold on, pause this. What the hell is going on here? Right. What is, what is that? <laughs> All right. Right. Where do we do? Who does that? Right. Like you stopping up biscuits with potatoes. Mm-hmm. Potatoes with a biscuit. Come on, man. Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh my God, see, and it's like, cause I lost like maybe 10 pounds in the first couple of months, but then it was like, it started coming back. Cause I was craving more bread. I was craving more, you know, potatoes and stuff like that. I guess trying to supplement what I couldn't have, that which you was, were, that, that you I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just putting on weight and I'm just like, no, 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 I, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> so, you know, I, I left that alone. Cause like I said, then my grocery bill was going up because you know, you, you're looking for like the meat substitutes and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to fulfill yourself in, in other ways. And it's costly, you it know. Costly. So that was one thing my, my husband had a problem with. He was like, look, my my grocery bill's going up. What's the problem here? And I was like, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So <laughs> we had to leave that alone. You know what I mean? That wasn't, veganism wasn't for me. Yes. But I can I definitely say keto 
is something that we can all do. It's very satisfying. And my grocery bill has actually gone down. It is cost effective. It is very cost effective. You know, if I can't um, work in a lot of fresh vegetables in my, my budget for the week, I buy frozen. Yes. You know, and um, I shop my meats on sale. You know, I mm-hmm. buy organic grass fed whenever I can, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I definitely always buy organic uh, cage free eggs uh, yes. because that's what I eat the most. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's very, very cost effective. And I tell anybody who says keto is expensive, that's only because you're looking for other stuff. You know, supplements are expensive, not keto. Well, and you know what? You are absolutely correct because a lot of people look for quick fixes. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're looking for quote unquote keto meals and they're looking for fast foods, mm-hmm. um, things that are not the most healthiest and if you don't cook I don't know how successful you'll be on keto because you I don't I personally don't believe it's sustainable when you eat out and you don't cook you know what I've gotten to the point where fast food just does not satisfy me Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because it's, it, I went for with it without it for so long, um, it just doesn't satisfy me at all. You know, if I eat, like, say, for example, we're on the road, we're traveling and we're just doing something quick. If my husband stops at McDonald's and gets me like, you know, the burger with no bun and all that, I'll get a headache. I'll get a headache. So I told mm-hmm. him, I'm like, look, if you can't get me a salad, then you know, I just, I don't want it because it's going to give me a headache. It makes me feel bad because there's a lot of additives and chemicals chemicals in it, it. you know, and I know people are eating this stuff and I'm just like, you know, keto is designed to be healthy, you know, but McDonald's is no way healthy. McDonald's in no way, shape, form, or fashion. No. And, and, And again, if you, if I have to choose something, especially, um, from traveling, I just came home on the other day, I was in Puerto Rico for nine weeks. And that was like, oh, honey, you know, they don't do a lot of fresh vegetables over there. Okay. Um, and it's all, it's all this beans and rice and, and just meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's because of the way their system is set up that any of their produce have to, any of their um, food imports have to go to Florida first and then ship to them. So they're already rotten. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have to eat things up really quickly and all of that kind of stuff. But if I'm traveling for work or whatever, I'll find a five guys because that's real meat. Yep. Um, and eat that mm-hmm. or um, I don't even do like the Popeye's naked wings or whatever because of what they fry their stuff in. Uh-huh. Um I said I was I now I have eaten wing stop, but it again it's what they fried their wings in canola oil. Right. Or, or that. So so that in and of itself is really not healthy. Right. So I you know I, I just have to find a I'll I'll do a rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. from Sam's Club. There you go. Before I you know, we'll do that. My wife and I can demolish your Sam's Club chicken. I mean, they are good, too. <laughs> yes. They are so good. <laughs> they are so good. Yes. And so I I really think that people um, can learn a lot from you 
and and for the family like for you know doing keto with your family um and I understand like you know we talked prior to and you said you do some low carb things for your your kids yes I, I, I understand that, right? Right. You know, you don't want them to feel deprived either. You know what I mean? Right. Because they're looking at what the other kids are eating and stuff like yes. that. You know, so if they want, you know, peanut butter and jelly, you can make your own jam, low carb jam. Yes. And you can make like the 90 second bread with the almond flour and stuff like that. Or you can do like the look, the chaffles that are hot right now. Yes. You can do those, you know, because it's eggs and cheese. And um, you can sweeten it with a little monk fruit sweetener to make the, the bread a little sweeter. And, you know, you can, that's peanut butter and jelly. And that yeah. way they're not feeling like they're missing out on something, you know. Um, every now and again, I give them an option. I ask them, you know, what do you guys want for dinner? If they tell me pizza, no problem. Fathead dough it is. And I'll make the fathead dough and we'll all make pizza and they get to top make their it. own pizza and stuff like that. Yeah. And they really enjoy it. You know, if they want Chinese food, no problem. I know how to make my own teriyaki chicken. You know, okay. I know how to make <laughs> cauliflower um, fried rice. You know, it's no problem. They've gotten to the point now that they don't want regular Chinese food. They want me to make it. Yes, because it doesn't taste the same. It's not super sweet. If people really understood how much sugar and cornstarch that Chinese um, people put in that quote unquote Chinese food mm -hmm. that that they don't even eat. They don't even eat it, and I've watched them. Oh, me too. I've watched them, and I'm and I'm like, where did they get what they're eating from? Because that's not what's on the menu. No, ma'am. Mm -hmm. No, ma'am. They don't eat it. Yeah, they I got hip to that a long time ago. Yeah, they eat none of the vegetables that they prepare because they put sugar in everything. Yep. And and I, you know, I like the fact that you allow your children to um, top their own pizzas. But I was going to ask, ask, do you allow them to cook with you? I do. Or shop with you? I do. I actually, um, since they've been home over the summer, when I go grocery shopping, they go with me. And... Um, I do give them their choices, you know, like um, if we're going to do, like, say, for instance, they want um, lunch meat. If they want lunch meat, I let them pick out their own lunch meat. But um, I try to get like the uncured, you know, nitrate free um, lunch meats and stuff like that, which is why I love Aldi's because they have yes. all of that good stuff in there and I don't have to pay extra for it. Yes. Um, so they get to, you know, pick some of the things that they want and um, they help me make out my menus and they do help. They do. They do help me cook. Now, my daughter, she doesn't like to cook too much, um, but my son, my middle son, he loves to cook. So if I'm in the kitchen making something, he's like, "Mom, can I help?" You sure can. Put on your apron and get in here. Okay. You know. I think that's so good because you're showing your children one how to shop, which I think is crucial. Mm -hmm. Two, where the food's coming from. Exactly. Right. It just doesn't magically appear at the house. Exactly. <laughs> and they get to see or, how much it costs, too. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so many lessons. And then they get to prepare the food or see it being prepared. Oh, yeah. A lot of us shoo children out of the kitchen um, when they need to be there because they will be more apt to taste and eat 
different foods if they've seen it prepared, if they help. Exactly. So, so that's pretty cool. Yep. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share about your keto journey or about the family's keto journey? Um, you and your daughter look absolutely amazing. Um, Thank you. So is there anything else you would like to share? Um, I just I just mainly want to, you know, encourage other moms out there, you know, who think it can't be done. It can be done. Absolutely. You just have to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. You just ha- absolutely have to find a way to make it work, um, because, like I said, we don't have a big budget and, um, you know, we're single, a single income family right now because of me being in school full time. And so I'm busy, you know, like I said, two meals. No, we can't do that. So I try to make it more cost effective. Um, and like I said, that's why I like all these, you know, places like that where I can get good, wholesome food and not pay a lot for it. Um, but it can be done. Stay encouraged. You know, um, as far as looking for an easy way out, you know, the supplements and stuff like that, just leave those alone. <laughs> leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just would like to add that if you know and understand that sugar and carbs are harmful to you as an adult, and it took you many years to get to where you are now. So why do your children a disservice by continuing to give them to them? Agreed. I absolutely agree with that statement. You know, a lot of times people don't understand. And I think it's because keto is a hot trend right now, you mm-hmm. know, because it is working wonders for weight loss but people miss the concept of health Mm -hmm. they miss the concept of health so it's like okay I'm gonna do it so I can lose weight but I'm missing the point of me getting healthy because I'm just trying to lose weight so therefore it's not really they're not really thinking about the fact that the health needs to improve on the kid side now if you have like Say, for instance, like in my family, I have diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all forms of cancer run on both sides of my family. So I'm susceptible to all of that just because of my family lineage. So if I don't change the way that I eat and also change the way that my kids eat, we're going to be sick. Mm. You know, and that (laughs) wasn't something that I wanted to be passed down to my kids. If I teach them to eat healthy now they'll be healthier adults. Yes. And they'll make better choices. Better choices, you know. They'll so it makes your kids health conscious and they learn what to eat and what not to eat, which can be preventative. It, it, oh, it's very preventative. You know? And the story I told you about my girlfriend, if you don't give them all that sugar, they won't have the cavities and you save money at the dentist. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, 
Um, so I don't know, you and I've never spoken before, and I know you probably see me posting in a group, and I just want to just say it because you said the word lose the words lose weight several times. So when I created um Black Girls Keto 2, I and I started, I when I started keto, I was like, I am not losing this weight because and I, I was saying to someone, I said, you know, when you lose something, you go back and look for it. You know what? I have heard you say that. And I also, I also, I, I love that. I love that. And that's, and that's what I use too. Now, when I said lose weight, I was referencing what other people say. Okay. okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I actually awesome. had, we um, least weight, honey. We right. Right. Honey. I actually, um, I was at the chiropractor one day and, um, the chiropractor that I go to, they have a weight loss specialist in there, but I've never gone to them. But the lady that runs the program, she walked up to me one day and she said, I have been watching you for the last several months. And I just want to say, I am so proud of you for losing the weight that you have lost. And I told her, I said, well, I thank you, but I have released this weight because it's not coming back. Well, you better go ahead. It is not coming back. I gave it permission to leave. Okay. And, and no, you didn't give it permission. You served it notice. Okay. Gave it you notice. Evicted. You <laughs> evicted it. You right. Served it notice. But I was astonished that she had noticed because I'd never talked to this lady. Mm-hmm. And um she was like, But I am so proud of you. And I was like, Well, I'm I'm proud of me too. Thank you. I know that's right. <laughs> and that's it right there. That self-acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. I say it all the time when people say, Oh, you getting small. I say, I sure am. That's right. Thanks, thanks for noticing. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? That that happened to me for the first time. Um, um, like I said, I started my journey in October of 2018. And um, my husband went away to Cuba for his job uh, for a couple of weeks in the beginning of December. And when he came home, he he looked at me and he was like, girl, you getting skinny. And I was like, I sure am. I know you know, he was like, oh, my God, like, look at you. And like he had only been gone light. for like, right. He had only been gone for like two weeks. And I was like, okay. So now he noticing. <laughs> I was like, cause I noticed too, you know? Okay. And that made me feel good. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I can do this for the rest of my life, you know, because I rest. I don't want it to come back. You know, I don't, I don't give it permission to come back. No, you, 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 you serve. We don't give permission. We serve notice. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference than because when you give permission, it's almost like somebody's asking you to do something. Right. But when you serve notice, you make a declaration. I don't need your ass no more. Gone. That's right. They don't have a choice. <laughs> gone. <laughs> you don't have no choice. Just gone now. Gone somewhere elsewhere. Bye-bye. That's right. right. And, you know, when you get evicted or, you know, you know, I've, I've been evicted once in my life, honey. And I don't know if that's everybody's story, but I I did I have. Oh, I've been I, there. I've been okay. There. And when I was younger, so when they put that eviction notice on the door, they don't um ask for for your permission for them to come set yourself outside. You so they give you notice and tell you that they coming on X Y Z date and get yourself together. That's right. But, and if you don't, then they're not knocking to ask for permission. They're knocking to sit yourself outside that door. That's the truth. And, and and take that key. So when you evict the weight, and not only the weight itself, but the mindset mm-hmm. of the weight. Yes. The mindset of the weight. When you when you do that, 
then you are like so unstoppable. That's You're right. so unstoppable. Mm, absolutely. I'm like, it's, I'm just like, listen, if I could get at least 10 of those women to understand that if if you continue to say, I doubt the scale not moving, the scale not moving, I have like, Lord have mercy, it's not about the scale. It's, it's not. not. It's really not. It's really it's not. It's not about that scale. I think I um I saw that um it was it was a post it was a while ago someone had said that they were getting discouraged because the scale wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, for like two months straight, my scale didn't move either, but I mm-hmm. lost a lot of inches. I said, You cannot rely on that scale at all. It will lie to you. It so, doesn't matter. Like it, the scale the, the the system has been set up to make you think that those numbers matter because they measure you they needed a way to measure you against the whole norm of people and exactly cult, um obese and morbidly obese and exactly and all that kind of stuff so if you know that it's such a flawed system then why do you like totally negate the 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 the, the mirror the pictures your clothes and a measuring tape. You exactly. All of that, and all you want to do is rely on the scale. And it, and the scale does not. It's the scale is not your friend. I tell people, just, you know, some I know some people weigh every day, and I'm like, that's discouraging. I don't understand. I don't. It's understand. discouraging. I would not. I would not do that. You know, I can I know see if you wanted to weighed, do like weekly weigh-ins, then then no. fine. But I, I every day, morning and, I know somebody who weighs morning and night. Now that doesn't morning make sense. Morning and night, morning and night, and I'm like, stop. and then she wants to talk to me and be like, oh my, I I I lost a pound when I woke up, but I gained two. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are you really kidding me? You're what? <laughs> yeah, you can't weigh at night. That's that's absurd. You cannot weigh yourself every day. Yeah, and there's too many factors go that go on in your body throughout the day. As women, yes, as women in general, mm-hmm. your body will fluctuate um, because Daily. of water weight, mm-hmm. of, of, of water retention, and the lack of. Electro, oh my god, from the lack of electrolytes, I'd be like, people, if y'all don't take them electrolytes, um, exactly when you have it, you, you, when you, oh my, that's a whole nother conversation, but (laughs) it's just, it's just so much, um, for people to just rely on a scale, it doesn't tell you a complete story, it doesn't, because with, with keto, your body is burning fat mm-hmm. for fuel and fat is not measured in weight it's not measured in weight I'm just it, like, and it doesn't weigh the same as muscle no it you doesn't. know muscle is heavier so you know if you're working out and you're putting on muscle and burning fat you may weigh the same but look different because muscle is leaner so, so let me just go one step further from in the science of keto. If you are burning fat, fat is surrounded, nursing student, around your muscle. Am I not correct? That's correct. So if your body is burning fat and you're not even working out because the fat around your muscles 
is melting away, is being burned for fuel, then that muscle there is prominent and it's there and you didn't work out, but you have more muscle mass because the fat is burned away for fuel. Yep. Now, where does that where does that make sense to a lot of the things that other people have tried? But yep. that's the that's the the science. If, if 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 people would just read, if the women would just read just a little bit, just yeah. a little, and and not you know looking for a quick fix, right? But right, really read for understanding. Yeah, and, and you know, and I've told people this before: keto is not a quick fix; it's a long term solution. You want? Can you repeat that, please? Keto is not a quick fix. It is a long-term solution. Now, Miss Charmaine, I'm going to need you to say it a little bit louder for the people in the back. (laughs) Can y'all hear me? Keto is not a quick fix. It is a long-term solution. Now, I hope y'all heard her. I hope y'all heard her. Stop, (laughs) Stop thinking that this is a magic pill. That this is magic for people who say that, you know, I've been on keto for a week and I'm, I, nothing happened, so I'm quitting. I'm like, bye. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've, had, I've had a couple of my friends in my inbox, girl, what are you doing? You look good, this and third. And I tell them, I'm doing keto. Oh, what is that? And I explain it. You know, I let them know what it is. I give them information on it. And they say, oh, I think I'll try it. And then they do it for like a week. And it's like, oh, I didn't have any results. So I'm just going to stick to what I've been doing. Well, okay. Then go ahead and stay 400 pounds. You know, because what you have been doing is not working. Mm. You have to give it time. Did you just say go ahead and stay 400 pounds? That's what I said. Now, how long did it take you to get the 400 pounds that's what i'm saying you ain't always been 400 pounds you did not wake up yesterday and was like oh i'm 400 pounds no you've put this weight on over years and years and years listen it was a gradual incline that's right like keto is a gradual decline there you go it's gradual Mm -hmm. it's gradual nothing's gonna happen overnight nothing and 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 you know I I I I do, I, post, I um put people out the group a lot, especially when it's negative. But when people say that you know they haven't had any results or the scale's not moving to a, to to the point of it being a rant, complaint, and all of that, you're not ready. Right, it's a you're mindset shift. It's, it's you're not ready and when mm-hmm. you don't shift that mindset you're not ready and so I would rather make room and space for women who are ready mm-hmm. than women who just want to complain that's right that complaining doesn't it it, it it makes for bad morale of a group and then you have all these other people jumping on the bandwagon of the complaint I'm like I don't want to see that exactly for my sanity Right, because mm-hmm. you know we always we don't always feel the greatest, but if you focus on that, you're going to get more of not feeling the greatest. Exactly. So shift your focus to you know feeling good, and when all else fails, take a nap because <laughs> that I makes mean, everything better. Okay. <laughs> when uh-huh. all else fails, when you feel 
like things are not going the way you want them to go, take a nap mm-hmm. and, and wake up and you start over. Don't think the same thoughts, but just go start something else. That's right. You know, positive thinking. Yes. Yep. Positive I, thinking. Know, affirmations and and you know just being able to be in in around women or creating a safe space where you can come in and I I do believe that there is a way to say everything and you can find a, a way a positive way to say um that you're not doing the best that you could be doing versus oh my god I fell off the wagon. I, if I heard that, hear that one more time. Yeah, I know. I see it. I see it a lot. I see it a lot, and I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> and, and and not the fact that you know what I ate off because you don't fall off a wagon, right? We're not we're not horse um cowboys, and you know <laughs> there, there is no devilish wagon, right? <laughs> there is no wagon. There's no horse, and so. But you make a conscious decision and effort to eat off plan. I know I did when I was in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I know I, I know I did. I made the decision because there were options that I could have chosen, but I ate that pineapple coconut curry rice. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my niece, this and my knees paid for it and it hurt me. <laughs> but it was the decision I made. Right. But you don't see me posting. Oh, I fell off the wagon. Oh my God, that's just crazy to me. Right. You know, this is a lifestyle. And, um, you know, life happens. You're going to eat off plan from time to time. But the key is to get back on track. Quickly. Quickly. You know, don't just lay down there and wallow in the mud. Get up and wipe yourself off. You know, um, otherwise your body will pay for it. You know what I mean? Like if you just... If you go off plan and it's like, oh, well, I went off plan today, so I'll do it again tomorrow. And, you know, just keep spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. Then it's hard to get yourself back into that mind shift that mm-hmm. you need to keep going. Then before you know it, you're, 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 the body aches are back. The yes. pains are back. The inflammation is back. Listen. You know, you have, to, is- you have to decide for yourself that this is what you want and you're going to do it. And you're worth it. And you're worth it. You you're are worth so it. worth it. You're, you're worth it. More than anything in the world, you are worth it and am worthy. And you don't have to prove prove your worthiness. And so sometimes for me, when I go like, so I had to tell myself when I was away um, that don't take no rice home with you. Eat what you're going to eat and they give you a ton of it. Um, <laughs> eat what you're going to eat because you're going to eat it. But don't take it home to eat it later. Right. You know, one of the things that when we were doing our food stories at the retreat, um, one of the food stories that um, that one of the young ladies shared was something that she had learned from a, a friend of hers um, from college who was in um, who lived in England. Excuse me. And the friend said that. In England, they learned to leave some food on their plates for manners sake. Oh, wow. Leave some for manners. And when I tell you that resonated with me, I was like, oh, my God, leave some for manners. And I said, well, did she take the food? When she said, no, you leave it because that's manners. They don't teach 
cleaning the plate. Leave some for manners. I like that. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. I said that every time I eat now, even if it's food that I cook, I leave some for manners. Yeah. Because you don't have to eat it all. No. You don't have to eat it all. You know, and I tell my kids all the time, don't stuff yourself silly. Eat until you're satisfied. And know what satisfied feel like. Right. When you are satisfied, you feel good. If you overeat, you feel miserable. Yes. You feel like a stuffed tick. Yep. And that is not a good feeling for anyone. I don't care what kind of plan you're following. That's not a good feeling for anyone. So I always tell them, if there is something on your plate that you cannot fit in your belly, you are satisfied and you don't want to eat anymore, don't. You, you know? know what I do? I, I I don't know where I learned this from, but I, I was doing something. I was looking. It was some weight-related something. But the person who was saying it, they said, when you eat and you take a side before you take another bite, you're full. Recognize that first side and then stop and check in with your body. Uh-huh. Check, check in with your body. That's right. You know, check in and say, hmm, okay, yeah, that was a side because that side makes room for more. Mm-hmm. And then you become, you know, full as a tick. Okay. But check in with your body from time to time and say, hmm, I'm full. I'm full. Yep. And wait, wait. And if you're still hungry, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, then eat more. But if not, drink some water and leave some for manners. That's right. <laughs> I love that. Yes. It's, it, that was, I think, my biggest takeaway from the um, Black Girls Keto 2 retreat. It really was. It was the biggest takeaway. There were lots of aha moments and lots of things, but that was my biggest takeaway. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I do. I think we'll be incorporating that here at this Yes. <laughs> Leave some for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to end this with two ways that the two questions, um, two ending questions that I do with every guest that I have. And those two questions, the first one is keto is what to you? Life changing. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big proponent of affirmations and I am shapes your reality because whatever you put after it, it just shapes your reality. So you can say whatever I am and you become that. So my question to you is I am healthy. Awesome sauce. This has been amazing. And you are amazing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for sharing about your family. I would love for you to post some of your family um, meal plans in the group, if you don't mind. Oh, no, Um, I don't mind at all. Awesome. And that would be, you know, helpful to some other moms, um, you know, and we'll put them in the um, announcements. You know, it doesn't have to be many, just, you know, whatever you want to share. But I, I do think that, you know, because you have it down to a science of how to do this with your family, 
and are helping your children be like healthy children so they can be healthy adults, then you are the expert in that. Okay. <laughs> and I love being able to uplift other women and, you know, letting them shine, you know, because that's what I do and that's who I am. And it made that, that brings me joy. So, you know, you having it down would be helpful to them. And, you know, that's what we're here for because what I live by is I want for my sister what I want for myself. Right. Okay. I love that. Awesome. So I appreciate you and um, I'll see you in the group. All right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing. Welcome, Athena. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Black Girls Keto 2 podcast. And everyone, Athena was one of our retreat um, goers. And we are just here to share her experience with the Black Girls Keto 2 retreat. So, Athena, what would you like to share about the retreat and your experience um, with everyone? And I'm going to ask you if you can turn down the background noise in the back, please. Okay. Thank you. All right. Is that better? Yes, ma'am. Thank you okay. kindly. So what would you Um, like to share with everyone regarding the retreat? So I think the, um, the retreat was a great experience of being with um, like-minded black women who are committed to a healthier lifestyle, to releasing weight, to becoming the best version of themselves. Um, I think we had a lot of very, um, serious activities that we did but we also had a lot of fun and I think about fun is when we had the uh keto pizza competition yes um, which also gave us time to really you know bond with each other in smaller groups but I just it was a phenomenal experience to get together with you know seven other women and focus on the keto lifestyle um you know challenges we face um how we overcome those challenges and obstacles and being able to share that information to help other people. And a lot of it really is about mindset. It's not just, well, I can't eat this anymore. It's really about the thinking that we have that impacts, you know, changing to the keto lifestyle and living it on a daily basis. Absolutely. And when um, we were coming up with the things that we were going to do, I watched Chopped all the time. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows and I of course, I would never go on chop um even being a chef I would never because it just would unravel my nerves but I thought it would be fun because for us to do at the retreat because pizza is something that everybody loves and you know, wants to figure out how to make. And that was one of the biggest questions that came up in the group all the time. 
like how what about pizza what about pizza and I was like all right this is an uh, an exercise that we can do that will cause like you said people to bond on a more personal level but also competition is healthy and you all made some of the best pizzas that I've seen so far for and for not being ever making pizza um the fat head though right which I thought was great. Um, and I want to say that y'all pizza was amazing. Your team's pizza. <laughs> it was. It was amazing, y'all. Listen, they did a kind of focaccia-like dough. Let, I'll let you tell them about your dough. Yeah, so I had only made um, fathead pizza dough one time before, and I had made it completely with almond flour. And my partner, Misha, makes fathead dough quite a bit. So um, we decided to do it half almond flour, half lupin flour. And in fact, I have um, lupin flour in my cabinet now and it's Yay. on my agenda to make pizza probably on Monday night. I think I'm going to have, I'm going to make pizza Monday afternoon. And and so, you know, we worked together and we used the fathead dough. We incorporated the lupin flour, but something different we decided to do to add more flavor was be grated garlic to put in our um our crust it was delicious and you had herbs in it too right we did we did add herbs in and we also um instead of doing a a tomato based sauce we did an alfredo sauce yes which is something i hadn't really done before so just it was different and it was a very nice thin crust i mean we did a good job you you and it was really good it was not a lot of toppings it was not a lot of cheese um and you could really taste each individual um, element separately in that crust though with the added garlic and the herbs in it I was like okay I see y'all that looks like um, (laughs) something I'm going to do for sure for sure and to go back to what you said about mindset that's the first thing I think is that you have to have intact right if your mindset is not at a place of releasing weight and you are still trying to do keto on the things of the past, like the ways that we dieted in the past, counting calories and, um, you know, operating in a deficit more so than from a place of, you know, we can eat until satiated. We eat fat you know the old school way is low fat and you know more sugar and I think that when you do that it really makes a difference and so that was a goal for us um for the retreat was to make sure that everybody understood mindset and and how to shift the mindset and how to shift your thinking yeah, you know, I think that's very true. And it makes me think about, it. I have a friend and we go out to dinner once a month and um, he ends up getting this really nice filet. And I mean, filets are nice and tender, but they don't taste like anything because they don't have fat. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the other side of the table and I have like a ribeye or a strip steak that's been, you know, grilled to perfection. And it's got like plenty of fat and it's tasty. And we go through this thing where he's like, do you want to taste a piece of my filet? No, why not? Because it doesn't taste like anything. I've got a delicious, you know, 
ribeye or strip steak with marble or porterhouse with marbleized fat why would I want to eat a filet and I can eat this yeah now I can't have the potatoes he's eating but you know I can have roasted brussels sprouts I can have a caesar salad I can have spinach sauteed with garlic so it's just it's interesting and I mean he's lost weight doing his plan I've lost weight doing mine but I think I'm more satisfied with what I eat because he's looking longingly at that piece of meat on my plate. So it's just, it's a mindset shift. It's, it's not the standard American diet, but I think the reason why it has worked for me is because I'm satiated. You know, there are things I can eat that are very satisfying, but it's a shift. No, I can't have tortilla chips, but I can have pork rinds and guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to eat something while I'm watching a movie or watching TV. Or you can have veggies and guac, right? You can have celery, celery sticks. sticks. You can have broccoli and guac. You know, it, it's just all about shifting. And um, the shifts make it easy for us to release um, the weight. So I want to say that I dubbed you the most transformed at the retreat. And watching you during the photo shoot was amazing. Looking at the pictures the confidence that you exuded once you shifted your mindset, because you had to go through your own little shift, um, mindset shift momentarily. And, and it, it took a brief minute, but watching you go up and then come down differently was amazing. You, would you like to share that with um, everyone? Yeah. So um, we were doing beach photo shoots and, um, so it was like, you know, bathing suit shoots optional, but we all had white outfits that we put on, put on. you know, and I had a nice um, white outfit. But when it came time to do the change, I had bought this orange dress. I wanted an orange dress. It looks nice on my skin. So I came down and like um, one of the women was like, yeah, that's like a nice dress. And I think you jokingly said, you know, that's something my granny would wear. Yeah. Like if she was a black granny. So one of the other attendees said, why don't you come up? I have something, you know, I think you can wear. So she had this like, um, which is in the pictures, like a white uh, sheer top. She gave me another uh, bathing suit, two-piece bathing suit to put on. And these like, I guess they were like blue um, kind of net looking bottoms. Mm-hmm. So, like, I put that on and saw that it was something that I might not have chosen for myself because again, mindset. We're used to doing things the same way. Our minds are resistant to change. But when I put that on, I felt sexy. I felt different. Um, I think another thing that happened, not even just through that photo shoot, shoot but from taking um, full-length pictures in front of a butterfly that was on a garage door next door is, I'm so used to taking selfies or people take pictures that you know from the waist up that I really did not notice the change in my body. Um, One of the things that I've been going through probably the past couple of months is that the scale is not moving that much, but people are noticing and telling me that my body is changing. So, and I like, I've kicked the the scale way far under my bed, but it's just, it's interesting how, you know, sometimes you have to be open to people helping you make those changes and tweaks. Mm. Um, How important it is that, I take full length pictures and I have people who can do that for me to really notice those subtle changes because it's not, it's not about, I really... for the first. Mm-hmm. 
and you did walk differently. You, when you came down in the orange dress, and the, the dress is cute. It is the, the color is amazing on you. And so you chose the, the dress, um, the color of that dress, and I, you chose it and you were dead on. But I just want everyone to know she opted out of the um, bathing suit photo shoot. She opted out and chose her orange dress. And... Uh, um, Donna is one of the ladies um, who has the amazing ability. Well, one, her style is just awesome, but she has the amazing ability to help women put together um, items and clothes that suit and accentuate their assets in such a, a beautiful way. And she's done it for me personally. And so I really wanted her to do it for everyone else. And she did it for Athena. And I'm telling y'all, this queen walked down those steps so differently than she did when she put on that orange dress. You came down the steps in the orange dress like, okay, (laughs) here's my dress. Isn't it cute? And we're like, yes. Oh, but when you walk down those steps and the two piece <laughs> and uh, the beautiful cover up that didn't cover up anything, when you walk down and that, I promise you, you didn't even ask, was it cute? You walked down because you knew, you knew, right? And you you walk differently. And then the other thing that happened for her is I went and jumped in and pulled her hair up because she needed a different look. Donna gave her jewelry and earrings to put on. A whole total transformation. And not only did she transform, you know, visually, but we watched a metamorphosis happen right there on the beach with you. And so hopefully you will take that moment and know that you you can, you know, wear things that's a little more revealing, a little more sexier, if you will, um, and go out, like think outside of the box. I say throw the box away. Sometimes folk got to, you know, just step outside of the box and, you know, talk, like <laughs> kick it, you know, back a little bit. And then if you want to jump back in, you can. I don't know why you would, but, you know, but but really from that, I really, um, my my hope and wish is that you really now are able to embrace the sexiness that is you, the... Um, sensuality of you and continue to see your ever-changing body. Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, now when I go and look in stores and I'm changing the stores that I shop into, I think that's the thing is we get very stagnant and in a certain way of thinking about ourselves and where we Mm -hmm. shop and, you know, what fits. And now I think I'm willing to explore a little bit more and see something to say, well, that's not exactly and what I would wear, what? but I can tell Instead that that would look good on my body. What I, would wear, I wear this now. 
I, I wear this now. And what I do, and I, I don't <laughs> do as much now as I did before when I first started keto, but I would go in stores and just pick up um, items and go into the dressing room and try them on. And when one, I was surprised that some stuff fit because again, that mindset thinking that we, you know, need a bigger size or we're always used to covering up, you know, layers and rolls and things like that. But, and not really understanding that the looser fitting stuff actually causes you to look bigger. It's all an illusion. Loosing fitting stuff causes you to look bigger. Um, and exactly. that's something I really had to embrace. Like, and, and really know. And, and I'm still buying stuff that's too big and wearing stuff that's too big. So, you know, just being able to go to the store and try stuff on and take pictures of yourself in the mirror, like in the privacy of a dressing room. And then if you, if you, you know, if you're not comfortable or don't want to buy that item yet, you just have a picture to then you say, okay, I, I got in that, you know, or sometimes to buy it and hang it up in your closet until you can fit it and feel good about right. it. So any other things that you want to share about the retreat? You know, I think it was just um, a great sisterhood. I made, you know, new friends. I have people that I can share with. Um, a good number of us communicate on a daily basis. And it's good to have that, you know, support as things come up. You know, like, I mean, so Wendy knows that right now I'm kind of looking at my my diet within keto. And there are some changes that I want to make. So it's nice to have people that I can discuss these type of things with. And we, we share information, but it's not... Um, well, I read this on, on this Facebook group. It's like, you know, these are women who are doing the research. So um, it's great to kind of have that resource to help me as I continue along the keto journey, because like anything else, our keto journey is going to change from when we first started. Well, so that's awesome a great benefit of having gone correct. to the retreat. And it is, it was my pleasure to serve in that manner, um, to be the conduit for sisterhood to create a sacred sister circle and a sacred space for us to be able to be vulnerable, to be able to share and, and support each other and to defy all odds. Wouldn't they say that women can't get along? Black women can't get along. <laughs> there were every, every queen was a queen in her own right. And at the retreat there, there was, you know, nobody who wasn't everybody in their own right and everyone showed up powerfully and I appreciate your energy that you brought to the um, retreat to the space and even you know now as one of our moderators I, I really appreciate you and I'm glad that um, you joined us at the retreat You know, I'm, I'm very glad, too. Um, you did a great job. Thank you for serving us um, and giving that space to be vulnerable and, you know, and realizing that we're part of a larger group now. Like I was looking at the numbers last night and there are over 17,000 members of Black Girls Keto, too. 
we're all across the country. We're different ages, you know, religions. We we have different professions, and I just think it's phenomenal. Yes, and um, how we quickly are we're growing, and how Black women world. are finding out about um, you. And seventeen thousand is big. That's a big number, but it's a small number um, in the grand scheme of things. And I'm just so glad that we're we're here to help women change and transform to have their own butterfly experience. So I thank you for sharing and I will see you in the group. All righty. Take care. All righty. I know that you have gotten a lot of juicy tidbits out of this episode. Things that you'll be able to go and implement in your household with your family. I always say that if you as the mom are doing keto, right? Or the wife, and you know that sugar and carbs are no good for you. And more so than that, that you know that removing the carbs from your um, diet has been beneficial to you. You feel better. You move better. And my question to um, queens with families is, is, is this. If it... If, if it's good for you to do, why not do it for your children, right? And your husbands and your partners and your wives and whomever you have, your significant other. Why not do it for the others that you cook for? Now, I'm not saying to go tell everybody about keto and all of that kind of stuff because everybody doesn't want to listen. But, and that's okay. Let's say that. That is okay. They'll find it when it's their time. But for those of you who cook for your household, I I personally just wouldn't be taking um, cooking two meals. So I know that Charmaine has shared some really good juicy um, details and the way she has implemented it in her house. And with her family, she has also been kind and generous enough to give a few meal plans. I am putting that together. I will post it here on the podcast in the descriptions. I'll make it a clickable link. And if you're over in Facebook, you can um, grab it there. And also, I'll put it in Instagram and Linktree. So, again, thank you for listening you can find us on Facebook at Black Girls Keto 2, T-O-O. We are at 21,000 members now. I'm excited about that. You can also find us over in Instagram at Black Girls underscore Keto 2. And you can email me if you are interested in coaching or you have questions you can email me at wendy at creativelywendy.com. And you can also leave messages here on the podcast, which I would love to hear from you and could play one of your messages in the 
um, during a, a future episode. Okay. So thank you all for listening. I miss being here. I missed you all. And I am not going to take that much time off again, but it was necessary. It was needed. And I am glad to be back. So I'll see you on the next episode of Black Girls Keto 2.